Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to Church Unlimited. Uh, we want to say a special hello to everyone who is present here today. We also want to say a welcome to all of those who are at all of our campuses right now. Thank you so much for joining us today. And all of those who are visiting us via online, we want to tell you guys hello as well. And we want to give a special shout out to all of our guys in the God Behind Bars campus. We love you guys so much. We are so thankful and appreciative of you. Well, as you can see, I am not the illustrious Pastor Bill Cornelius. I know some of you came out and said possibly, Pastor Bill, um, something happened between Christmas. Either you got a very good tan in Jesus' name, <laughs> or something just uh, shifted here. And I, I want to tell you, I'm not Pastor Bill, but I'm so honored to serve under his leadership. He and Pastor um, Jessica Cornelius are two great, amazing people. And I want to share this with you. There are many people who go to different churches across this country, and they're great pastors. But I really believe that we have the great honor to be under the leadership of both Pastor Bill and Jessica Cornelius. Amen. Let's give them a round of applause. Come on, you could do better than that. That would be good if it was for Taylor Swift, you know what I mean, or Post Malone. <laughs> or the weekend, but that's our pastors. We're excited for both of them. Amen? Amen. Well, we're about to jump in right now, but let's pray really quick. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you, God, for today. We thank you, Lord God, that you're a God who loves us so much. We pray, Lord, that our ears would be open to you, God, that our eyes would be opened up to you, Father, but most importantly, God, that our heart would be receptive to your word. We pray, Lord God, that you would speak to your people now, Lord, have your way as only you can. Send your angels to be encamped around this place. And at the end of this, God, we'll give your name the praise, the honor, and the glory. And it's in the precious name of Jesus Christ we pray. And all God's people said, amen, amen. amen. Well, I know you are probably thinking the same thing I've been thinking. I am ready for 2020 to come to an end. How many people have been feeling that, amen? Like, let this year get completely behind us. Let's step in to something that's brand new. And I'm sure if I were to ask many of you today to say, describe 2020 just in one word for me. Speak to me just right now with one word describing 2020. Many of you could just jump out and describe it in one word. Others of you would say, Pastor Zach, I cannot use that type of language in a church setting in Jesus' name because 2020 has just been one of those years, and I get it. Toward the last two months of this year, I found myself using the same phrase over and over again. I cannot wait for 2020 to come to an end. God, I'm ready for a new year. But God spoke to me personally, and he said these words. He says, it's great to be enthusiastic about a new year. But if you take the old mindset that you have into a new year, you're just going to be repeating that same year over again. Amen? And I really believe that God has called us not only to step into a new year, but to also step into a new mindset. We do not want to go into this new year thinking the same way, acting the same way, and reacting the same way. So that's the message that I have for you today. This, this message is going to be entitled, New Year, New Mindset. Um, before we get started, 
I want us to say our mission together as a church. What are we here to do, Church Unlimited? We are here to take as many people to heaven as we can before we die, period. That's what we're all about here at Church Unlimited. Thank you again for joining us today. Well, we're going to be looking at two leaders today inside of the Bible. The first leader is a gentleman by the name of Cornelius. Cornelius was what you would consider a second-class citizen in his modern-day time. He was a leader within his community, but with him being a leader inside of his community, Cornelius' people did not have the opportunity to receive the good news or the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? So Cornelius was really hurt in his heart because he did not get the same privileges that his counterparts, the Jewish people, were able to receive. The second leader that we are going to be looking at is a gentleman by the name of Peter. Peter was God's chosen person. He was a disciple of Jesus Christ, and Peter had the opportunity to receive the good news. He would be considered one of the first-class citizens. If Peter and Cornelius were flying together on a plane, Peter would actually be in first class, and Cornelius would be in coach. Okay? But the thing I want you to really see is these two people wouldn't have been associating in modern-day times. They wouldn't have went out to Buffalo Wild Wings and grabbed some wings together. Peter and Cornelius wouldn't have drove up to Starbucks and said, come on, let's go have a latte, bro. Because they just didn't associate, it, associate during, their, during their times. But God wanted to change the mindset of both Peter and Cornelius. And we're going to see exactly how he did that in his word today. If you can open up your Bible with me, if you don't have a Bible, you can open up your electronic device. If you don't have an electronic device, we're going to bless you with the screens. Amen? Right, right behind us. The Word of God says this in Acts 10, verse 1 and 2. It says, In Caesar there lived a Roman army officer named Cornelius. He was the captain of an Italian regiment. He was a devout, God-fearing man, as was everyone in his household. He gave generously to the poor, and he prayed regularly to God. Notice that the Bible says that he gave generously to the poor, and he prayed regularly to God. It does not surprise me that Cornelius was a leader in his community. And this really leads me to point one. If you're going to start this new year with a new mindset, you're going to have to do this first thing. You're going to have, a, you're going to, have to have a new mindset begins with a life committed to prayer. A new mindset begins with a life committed to prayer. I do not find it alarming that Cornelius was the captain of an Italian regiment because he had two things. He had a life that was generous, and he also had a life that was committed to prayer. And I don't know if you've been here with us, maybe you're visiting for the first time, but we have recently, corporately as a church, have committed sometimes to prayer. Our lead pastor was impressed on his heart by God to come in here and commit 100 hours to prayer. And I believe now he's about halfway through that. And we as a church have come behind him. I want to share this scripture with you. The Bible says this in Psalms 133.3. It says, where there is unity, God commands a blessing. And I want to tell you right now, if you have not taken the step at this moment to join us in prayer, I want to encourage you to get on board. I believe God doesn't only want to do something new in 2021, but I believe before the strike, before the clock strikes midnight, God wants to do something still new right here in 2020. Amen? So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to step out and join us in prayer. You may say, well, Pastor Zach, it's going to be really challenging for me to pray because 
I mean, I, I just don't even know where to start. I, I, I don't know how to pray. I don't know really what to say when it comes toward prayer. Can I share this with you? Prayer is simple. We're the ones who make it complicated. All prayer is is simple communication between you and God. God is a friend to us. The Bible says that God actually calls you and I friend. And if God calls us friend, we should be able to simply communicate with our friend. Just like we communicate with our spouse or our, com our companion. And you say, well, well, how exactly do I start? Let me give you just a little direction. God guides us in his word on how we can begin to pray. The word says this in Psalms 100 verse 4. It says, enter into God's gates with thanksgiving. To enter into his courts with praise. One, one portion of the scripture says, be thankful unto the Lord and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. One of the easiest ways that you can take a step by going out and beginning praying is just by giving God thanks. Hey, I know this year was a challenging year. And we may not have everything that we want, but I'm confident that God has still blessed us with a lot of things that we need. You still have breath in your body. You still have the blood running warm in your veins. Many of us still have our members and our arms where we can walk, we can talk. So I want to encourage you to, when you begin to pray, just to go to God in thanksgiving. We live in the United States of America, and we have a lot of privileges, a lot of us, than many, many people around the world. So we have a lot of things to be thankful for. Amen? Amen? While we're speaking on prayer, can I take a moment to speak to those people who have already established their plans? Like, you got your plans locked and loaded and ready to go for 2021. You're like, I I'm ready to shoot. I'm not going to be popping any firecrackers. I'm not popping bottles. I'm going to pop this plan when it gets ready to start for 2021 because you're just ready to go. I want to speak to you really quick. Have you committed those plans to God? Have you bought your future plans and ambitions to God and laid it before his feet and said, God, I want to pray and I want to make sure that this is where you want to lead me and guide me? The Bible says this in Proverbs 16.3. It says, a man plans his ways, but it says God orders his steps. It's great to be able to have an awesome plan, but if that plan hasn't been presented to God, and you haven't asked God to lead you in that plan, it's just a plan that may not even really come to fruition. But if you take this plan and give it to God, God says, hey, I'm taking your plan and putting my plan together, and you know what? Um, Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, for I know the plans that I have for you. It's plans for good and not evil. It's plans to give you a hope in the future. Now I can roll with you because we're in unity together and you can see the blessings that I have for you now in 2021. How many people are excited that they're ready to commit what they have to God just in prayer? We want to encourage you to do that in 2021 now before even 2021 begins. Because one thing that I've personally been praying for is this. I've been praying, God, I, this next year, I want you to bless me. But my first prayer is not, God, bless me with more money. God, bless me to have greater leadership. God, bless me to have all of these natural things. The thing I've been asking God to, to help me and I've been praying to him for is, God, help increase me in my character. God, help increase me in my character. 
A new mindset for a new year should start with, God, help me become a better person, a better man of God, a better, a better woman of God. Because when we ask God to help us in our character, God can give us everything else after that because he knows the condition of where our heart really is. And I found this out that you can grow in talent, but your talent can take you to places that your character can't keep you. But if you're willing to say, hey, God, I want to be used by you inside of my character, God can elevate you to places that you can't imagine. So how about this year with your new mindset, you say, God, I want to do something new by developing a greater character in you. The Bible goes on to say in Acts chapter 10, verse 3 and 8, it says, one afternoon about 3 o'clock, he had a vision in which he saw an angel of God coming toward him. Cornelius, the angel said. Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? One version says, what is it, Lord? Because angels always came as a representation of God. And the angel replied, your prayers and your gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. Now send men to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is staying with Simon a tanner who lives near the seashore. And as soon as the angel was gone, Cornelius called two of his household servants, a devout soldier and one of his personal attendants. He told them what had happened and sent them off to Joppa. I want to help you gain a relevant picture of what was taking place here. Cornelius is just there, and this angel of the Lord shows up. Have you ever been at work? Or have you ever been at your job, and you've been killing it? I mean, you show up, you're the first one there, you're the last one to leave. The assignments that your, your boss has given you, you have taken those assignments and you've just blown them out of the park. Or have you ever been a student at, at school and, I mean, you're, you're on top of all of your grades, you're making A's, your parents, are, your parents are so proud of you, but your parent or your supervisor comes to you and they say these words, they say these, these exact words, can I talk to you? We need to talk before you leave today. You start with a smile, and that smile turns upside down. Oh, Jesus. What do they want to talk to me about? I, I, I mean, you could be pumped up and excited. You could have had lunch plans to go out with all, the, all of your coworkers. But the moment that your supervisor tells you these words, we need to talk, you're like, you're, you didn't even take a lunch that day. You go straight to your office. You're on Indeed.com. You're going to your LinkedIn profile. And you're updating your resume. You're like, well, it was good here. You know what I mean? Uh, the ride was great in Jesus' name, you know. This personally actually happened to me. This actually happened to me. Pastor Bill, I have a, a friendship with him, but Pastor Bill is also my direct report. He's a supervisor or, or my, my boss, of course. He's the CEO of Church Unlimited. And Pastor Bill gave me a text just the other day, a few days ago. And he sends me a text. He goes, you have a minute? <laughs> Mind you, this is immediately right after my birthday, okay? <laughs> my birthday was on a Sunday. Pastor, Beck, Pastor Bill texts me on a Tuesday and says, you have a minute? And I, first things run in my mind, well, thank you, God. They didn't let me go on my birthday in Jesus' name. <laughs> I can, at least I was able to celebrate and love there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what does he want to talk to me about? And um, at this time, I'm actually at home because I end up working on my birthday this year. It was like on a Sunday. 
So I'm like, uh, no, sir, I'm not there. And I'm like, well, this is not really good because I'm not even at work. He doesn't even know. And he goes, well, don't worry about it. Let me give you a call. But my mind had directly went back to fear. I'm so scared instead of actually being in faith. And the whole time, I'm worried about being, some, being very fearful when all he was giving me a call was to give me an opportunity to be before you and preach today. But that's where Cornelius was, and that's how we are sometimes. We get to a place of fear, and we live in a place of fear rather than a place of faith. 2 Timothy 1, verse 7 says, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but God has given you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. We need to step in and operate and believe in who we are in Jesus Christ. Amen? We should not have fear. Matter of fact, look at your neighbor really quick and say, no fear here. Look at the other neighbor, the neighbor that you like, and say, no fear here. <laughs> Amen. I asked, I asked myself, you know, why, why was he so fearful? Cornelius knew God was a God of love. He knew God was a God of grace. Yet when Cornelius saw God, he was afraid. And, and I asked God, why was this? And God shared this with me. The reason why Cornelius was so afraid was because Cornelius saw God through the eyes of fear. And many times we look at God the way we really actually see ourselves. We see ourselves many times as fearful people. So when God comes to approach us, we're in fear because we're afraid of God. But I want to encourage you to look through the eyes of faith because when you look through the eyes of faith, when God comes to you, you can come to Jesus thinking of expectation. I'm so thankful that even though we see ourselves as less than, God sees us as more than enough. Amen? Even though we may see ourselves as, as second to the side, God sees us greater. And in this new year, I want you to gain a new mindset to begin to just see yourself better. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says these words, But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are God's very own possession. And as a result, he can show you others he can show others, excuse me, the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. I wonder sometimes if God sits back and he says these words. I wonder if they see themselves how I see them. I wonder if they see themselves how I see them. I see them as a mighty warrior. I see them as being not a victim, but a victor. I see them as being the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, blessed in the city and blessed in the field. I wonder if my children could see themselves how, the, how I see them. Maybe to change your mindset before going into 2021, you need to change the way you see yourself. Because God sees you not less than but greater. This whole time, I was wondering why Peter was in anxiety rather than anticipation when Jesus comes to see him. And it was also because Peter thought God had forgotten about him. How many people have been there before? You felt like, I've been praying. God, I've been praying for my children. God, I've been praying for things to change on my job. God, I've been praying for my physical health. How many people have been there? I've been praying for my physical health. I've been praying for my family. But God, it just seems like you haven't shown up. And sometimes we feel like God has forgotten us. 
But I want to encourage you, encourage you with this. God never forgets our prayers, so we should never forget his promises. God never forgets our prayers, so we should never forget his promises. Can I tell you this? Sometimes we feel like God has forgotten us, but God is in the back of the scenes, and he's working on our behalf. All he wants us to do is stay in faith, saying, hey, I'm over there. I'm fighting on your behalf. I'm working for your children. Your children are going to come through. Your marriage is going to come through. Your finances are going to come through. I'm working behind the scenes to make sure that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. I'm working for you. And I want to encourage you today to know, hey, I need to shift my mindset. God hasn't forgotten about me. God is working behind the scenes for me. The Bible goes on to say this. Um, I want to read this. It, it, the Bible goes on to say, the next day as Cornelius' messengers were nearing town, this is Acts chapter 10, verse 9, 14. It says, the next day as Cornelius' messengers were nearing town, Peter went up on the first floor to pray. It was about noon and he was hungry. But while a meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the sky open and something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners. In the sheet were all sorts of animals, reptiles, and birds. Then a voice said to him, get up, Peter. Kill and eat. And look, look at Peter's response. No, Lord, Peter declared. I have not eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure or unclean. I want to give you just an illustration of what we see happening here. Peter goes on what we would consider a modern-day balcony. And for church settings, and since we're in a Christian setting here, right here at church, somebody was in the kitchen making some Chick-fil-A for him, Okay. And while they're in the back making some Chick-fil-A for Peter, Peter goes on this modern-day balcony, and, he, and he's waiting for the meal. And he says, while I'm waiting for this meal, I'll just spend a little bit of time praying. And as Peter begins to pray, God shows him what we would consider like a daydream or a vision. And a white sheet opens up and has all of these diverse animals in it. The only challenge is all of these animals contradict Peter's Jewish tradition. But can I give you a spoiler alert? God wasn't trying to show Peter animals. God was trying to show Peter people. God was ready to break every cultural, every social, every racial barrier known to man, and he was ready to use Peter to do it. God was trying to change Peter's mindset. He wanted him to see people differently. And this whole time, Peter looks at God and he tells, these, he tells God this. Look, let's look at it again in this verse. It says, no, Lord, Peter declared, I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure or unclean. How many people here have told God no before? Everybody who does, who, who does not have their hand raised up, quit lying in church. And Jesus. <laughs> At some point, we've all told God no. And here Peter is. God is ready to give Peter a yes and take him to the next level inside of his leadership. But instead of God being able to use Peter, he's saying, no, Lord. I, I, I can't eat these things because it's, it goes against my Jewish laws. And Peter allowed his traditions and his, form, his former patterns and beliefs to limit him from God using him at that moment. And I want to ask you today, 
What patterns, what old mindsets do you need to leave in 2020 and not take inside of your 2021 so that God can be able to, so God can be able to use you? We have to step into a place to begin to reshape our form of thinking. And I don't know what it is for you. Maybe you need to change your mindset on politics. Maybe you need to change your mindset on people. Maybe you need to change your mindset on this pandemic. Whatever it is, change it before we get ready to step into our 2021 so God can use you in the phenomenal way that he already has decided and equipped to use you. Amen? So that leads me to point three. Point three is this. Allow God to reshape how you think. Allow God to reshape how you think. The Word of God says this in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. It says, I beg you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you would present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. This is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to the patterns of this world. It says this, listen, it says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God wants to give us a new mindset. And the only way God can give us a new mindset is if we're open to be changed by him. We cannot afford to take old mindsets into new seasons. The word of God also says this in Mark 2.22. It says, and no one puts new wine into old wineskins for the wine would burst and the skins and the wineskins and the wine and the skins would both be lost. New wine calls for new wineskins. You are the wineskin. I want to show you this really quick, uh, just a quick illustration. What I have here is I have two, two wineskins, right? This wineskin is all tattered. It's all beat up. It's pretty much good for nothing. If we were to pour something into it, it would, it would literally burst because it's tattered and it's messed up. But on the other hand, I have this wineskin, and it's, it's brand new. And it's ready to be poured into at any time. I have a question for you. When it comes to your mind and your frame of thinking, which one are you? Are you a new, excuse me, are you a new wineskin ready for God to pour into? You say, hey, God, I'm ready for this new season. Whatever new wine that you're ready to give into me, I have a new attitude. I have a new perspective on life. I have a, a new desire to do something new inside of me, or are you an old wineskin? When people come to you, you're always pessimistic. You always have a negative attitude. You're angry. You're bitter. You're still, you're still thinking about the things in the past. God wants to give you a new mind today so he can do great and amazing things through you. Amen? Coming to a conclusion here. This is the last set of scripture I'd like to share with you. It's Acts chapter 10, 1533, and it's a, a pretty lengthy part of the scripture. But please, if you don't listen to anything right now, step in and, and hear this part. Jesus' Jesus's word says this. Acts 10, 15 through 33, it says, Peter agrees to meet with Cornelius. You know it's against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile's home. Peter's now inside of the home of Cornelius and makes a decision to go speak to him. And to associate with you, 
But God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone else as impure or unclean. So I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. Now tell me why you sent for me. Cornelius replied, four days ago, I was praying in my house about this same time, three o'clock in the afternoon, and suddenly a man with dazzling clothes was standing in front of me. He told me, Cornelius, your prayers have been heard and your gifts to the poor have been noticed by God. Now send messengers to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He's staying in the home of Simon a Tanner who lives near the seashore. So I, so I sent for you at once and it was good of you to come. Now we are all here waiting before God to hear the message the Lord has given to you. Between Joppa and Cesar, Peter opened up his mind and allowed God to speak to him. Between Joppa and Cesar, Peter said, what the word of God says in Isaiah 43, 16, 18. Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. I'm ready to do a new thing inside of you, Peter. He allowed God to change his whole entire mindset. But I want you to see this so, so clearly. This whole entire time, I thought that the gospel of Jesus Christ was laying on the shoulders of Peter. But God showed me something very unique inside of his word. Bring that scripture back up again. Isaiah, excuse me, bring that scripture back up again. Acts chapter 10, 15, 33. At the latter part, it says this. It says, suddenly a man in dazzling clothes was standing in front of me. He told me, Cornelius, your prayers have been heard and your gifts to the poor have been noticed by God. Now send men to Joppa. And summon a man named Simon Peter. He's staying in home of Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. Look what it says. So I sent for you at once. So I sent for you at once. In other words, I did not wait. I was obedient to the voice of God. This whole time I thought it was all laying in the hands of Peter to change his mind so that the Gentile people could be able to hear the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. But it did not stand into the hands of Peter. It actually stood into the hands of Cornelius. It was Cornelius' obedience that God needed. It was Cornelius' new mind frame that God needed to change and for, in order for him to step out so his own people could receive the good news of Jesus Christ. Can I ask you this question? What if there are other people inside of this world that are waiting for your obedience? What if there are other people inside of this world that are waiting for you at this moment to step out so God can use you in a final way so that they can be rescued and set free? What if your cousins, what if your aunts, what if your uncles, what if your coworkers are waiting for you to have a renewed mind and step out in obedience so God could be able to use you in a final way so that they can come into the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is? And that leads me to my final point. My final point is this. Point four, start this new year by obeying the voice of God. John 10, 27 says, my sheep hear my voice. They know me and they follow me. The spirit of God is speaking to you right now. I don't know what it is you need to change your mind is, but you do. And God is telling you today, step out and get a new renewed mind. 
so that I can walk with you and accomplish everything that I have prepared for you and predestined since the foundations of this world. Will you bow your heads with me? As you bow your heads, what great, greater way to end the new year, not only with a new mindset, but with a new relationship with Jesus Christ? The Word of God says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten Son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have the free gift of eternal life. God is saying, I don't only want to give you a new mindset. I want to give you a new relationship with me. Man, God loves us so much that he wants to bring us together in relationship with him. Romans 10 and 9 says, if we confess with our mouth and we believe in our heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, that we would have the free gift of eternity. We want to give you that free opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as Lord of your life. You can do that by just simply saying a prayer and asking Christ to come into to your life. Will you help repeat this prayer after me? Will you say, dear God, you said in the Bible that whoever would call on your name, that you would save them. Father, I call on you now. I ask you to save me. I repent of my sins and I give you my life. I believe you died on the cross for my sins and you rose again, proving that you're God. I ask you now to come live in me. Thank you, Jesus, for being Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Isn't God good? His word is so true.